we are so glad that you've come to join us tonight, and I am so excited for the Word. And uh, we're just going to have a wonderful time as we just dive into the Word. Uh, Jesus said in the book of John, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And so the Word of God has the potential to change your life. It's more than just information. It is transformation. And so, but it's up to you to allow it to take root in your heart and allow it to take root in your life. And so I'm asking you tonight to allow the Word of God to be transformative in your life. I not only want you to be faithful, but I want you to be a fruitful Christian, a faithful but also fruitful. And so tonight, as we, Sunday, we spoke about a shift from uh, deliverance to dominion. If, if you listened online, I spoke about that Sunday morning. I also spoke about that Sunday night. And so tonight I'm going to kind of piggyback in the same arena and I'm going to talk about faith. And uh, I'm going to talk about, um, I, I've, I've titled the message tonight, Even If He Doesn't Faith. Even If He Doesn't Faith. Say that with me. Even If He Doesn't Faith. It's kind of like a tongue twister, but um, I just want that to sink in just for a few moments, even if he doesn't faith. So I want to talk about the kind of faith tonight, that even if he doesn't, he that your faith is still rooted and planted in him. Uh, I'm talking about faith that is just not planted, but uh, a faith that's just not potted, but faith that is planted in him. Some Christians have what I refer to as potted faith. That is faith that is just, they're easily transported and easily transplanted from one situation to another. But there is planted faith, and that is solid faith. That's firm faith, that no matter what comes your way, you are, you are uh, firm and you're solid and, you're, and you don't, you're not moved by situations. And so even if he doesn't faith. And so I'm reminded of an Old Testament story found in the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter number 3, beginning with verse number 16. Daniel chapter 3, beginning with verse number 16 out of the New King James. Verse number 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be made known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. Now, you know in the context here, Daniel's, um, Daniel's friends, who is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they refused to worship the golden image that the king had set up. And since they had refused to uh, worship the golden image, the king threw them into a fiery furnace. And uh, they, before they were thrown into the fiery furnace, they made a proclamation that I think is so very important. And I think that this proclamation was a proclamation of their faith and devotion in God. They made a statement and said, let it be made known to you, O king, verse 18, that we will not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image that you set up. But this is what I love in verse 17. They said, if our God is able to deliver us, but even if he doesn't deliver us, even if he doesn't deliver us, we will not worship the golden image that you had set up. And so I love that proclamation of faith. 
even if he doesn't deliver us, we're not going to bow down to your golden image. Even if he doesn't deliver us, we will not bow down to the golden image. I love that faith. I love that kind of faith. So let me ask you a question tonight. What do you do when God don't deliver you? You see, Sunday I talked about that there are occasions where God will deliver you. But then there are occasions that he, he won't deliver you and you just need to have dominion. But then let me ask you this question. What do you do when he doesn't deliver you? Or what do you do when your deliverance is delayed? What do you do? If deliverance is delayed, then I believe that it should not derail your devotion to God. If deliverance is delayed, it should not derail your devotion to God. Let me say that again. If your deliverance is delayed, or if he doesn't deliver you, then it should not derail your devotion to God. You see, sometimes in our faith, in our pursuit for God, sometimes we give up because our deliverance is, is not quick, our deliverance is delayed, or the deliverance don't come, and so we throw in the towel, so to speak, and we give up because our faith was really in the deliverance instead of the deliverer. Let me say that again. Sometimes our faith is in the deliverance instead of the deliverer. Or our faith is in the healing instead of the healer. Or our faith is in the miracle instead of the miracle worker. You see, there's a difference. There is a difference. When I talk, when I talk about the kind of faith that even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, that kind of faith, that kind of faith simply states that my faith is not in the healing. My faith is in the healer. My faith is not in the promise. My faith is in the promise keeper. My faith is not in the deliverance. The deliverance. My faith is in the deliverer. There is a much difference concept here. And when your faith is in faith, and when your faith is in healing, and your faith is in deliverance, and your faith is in a promise, then it might not happen. Listen, faith is built when feelings fell. Faith is built when feelings fell. When your faith is in the miracle instead of the miracle worker, and when your faith is in the healing instead of the healer, and when your faith is in the promise instead of the promise keeper, then you're going to be disappointed. That is why true faith finds its source in God. My faith is in God. He is the source of my faith. My faith is not in the he healing. My faith is not in the promise. My faith is not in the deliverance. My faith is not in the supernatural. My faith is in God. And do you know why that's important to realize that? Because sometimes healings don't happen. I'm glad when they do. Sometimes the promise don't come to pass. I'm glad when it does. Sometimes you can pray for a healing and it don't happen. But thank God when it does happen. But if you put your faith in God, then he will never fail you. He will never fail you. He is a God that never fails. My devotion is not in my healing. My devotion is in my healer. Can somebody say amen? My devotion is not in the promise. My devotion is in the promise keeper. My devotion is not in the deliverance. My devotion is in the deliverer. My devotion is not in salvation. My devotion is in the Savior. 
There is a difference. And when you put your faith in God, when you put your devotion in God, then your faith will never fail. Even if it doesn't work, that kind of faith. What kind of faith is that? That's the kind of faith that's rooted in God and not rooted in a promise or not rooted in a healing and not rooted in this or that, but it's rooted in God and God alone. And I want to ask you a question tonight. Is your faith rooted in God? Is your devotion towards God? What do you do when, when you pray and it don't happen? What do you do when the deliverance is delayed? What do you do when the healing is delayed? What do you do when the promise is delayed? If your deliverance is delayed, I pray that your devotion is not derailed. I pray that your devotion is still strong. You see, that's what the enemy wants to do. If deliverance is delayed, it will sometimes, to some people, derail their devotion to God. Don't let, it, don't let it affect your devotion. You see, if it's delayed, don't let it affect your devotion to God. Don't let it affect your devotion to God. I want to give you a definition, just a quick definition, because there's lots of people that's in fear. There's lots of people that's in panic. There's lots of people that's uncertain about the future. And I understand. I understand we're human. We are human. And sometimes you got to trust what you hear, and you can't trust what you see. And listen, if we're going to walk in faith, we got to trust what we hear instead of what we see. You remember the story of Peter, Peter walking on the water. Listen, sometimes we criticize Peter for walking on the water and because he failed. Listen, I give, I give props to Peter. I think it's awesome because he tried. You know, he was a water walker and there were some boat talkers. You see, you, you can either be a boat talker or a water walker. I, I've decided to be a water walker. I don't want to be a boat talker. I don't want to stay in the boat and talk about what God can do. I want to get out on the water and be a water walker. And, and I want you to see something about faith with Peter. Peter walked on the water and he got fearful. He got afraid because he looked out into the sea, looked out into the sea, and he thought he saw a ghost. It wasn't a ghost. It was Jesus. You see, sometimes in life, we can't trust what we see. Sometimes our eyes will deceive us. We got to trust what we hear. Because when Peter heard the voice of that man, who is Jesus, he began to walk on the water. He couldn't trust what he saw. Because if he trusted what he saw, he would have never got out of the boat because he thought it was a ghost. But he heard the voice of the master and he began to walk on the water. In the times that we are living in, it's perilous times. Some of us are frightened. Some of us are panicked. But I want to remind you, as a believer, your faith is devoted to God. Your faith, your faith is rooted in God. And if your faith is rooted in God, sometimes you can't trust what you see. You got to trust what you hear. You got to hear the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Can I hear an amen? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Faith doesn't come by what you see because what you see can deceive you. What you see can trick you. Now, faith doesn't deny reality. Faith doesn't deny reality. Faith doesn't deny that things are happening. You see, fear says, what if? But faith says, even if. Amen. Can I say that again? Fear says, what if? But faith says, even if. Fear says, what if? What if this pandemic takes over 
and more people die? What if we become sick? What if we lose our house? What if this happens? What if? That's what that's what fear does. Fear plagues our mind. Fear says what if, but faith says even if. Let me tell you something. Even if I get sick, and if you get sick, even if I'll still believe that he's a healer. Even if this happens or that happens, I'm still going to believe he's a healer because faith says even if and fear says what if. And you've got to make a decision tonight. Are you going to operate in fear or are you going to operate in faith? That's what faith, that's the kind of faith I'm talking about. The kind of faith that says even if, and that's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even if he don't deliver me. I'm still not going to bow to your image. Even if he doesn't come through, I'm still not going to bow. Even if he doesn't come through, I'm still not going to bow to you, O king. I'm not going to bow to those images that you've created. That's the type of faith that God is looking for. That is the faith that is rooted in a devotion to God and not just rooted in a deliverance or a healing or some kind of promise or supernatural event. It's devoted to God. And when your faith is devoted to God, it don't matter how strong the winds are. It doesn't matter what happens in your life because your faith is devoted in God, not in a situation. Fear says, what if? But faith says, even if. Let me say that again. Fear says, what if? But faith says, even if. Faith isn't connected to an answer. Faith is connected to God. Faith isn't connected to a miracle. Faith is connected to a miracle worker. Can I hear an amen? Faith isn't connected. Faith isn't connected to a promise. Faith is connected to God. Faith is linked to God. Faith is, faith is found in God. Faith is pursuing after God. Faith is not found in an answer. Faith is not found in a miracle. Faith is not found in a healing. Faith is not found in those. Faith is found in God. And when your faith is in God, the fruit of that can be miracles and healings and deliverance. I am not against healings. I'm not against deliverance. I'm not against the supernatural power of God. I've seen it happen in my life, and I've seen it happen in my church, and I've seen it happen in other people's lives. I say amen to it. Yes to the promise of God. Yes to the miracles of God. Yes to the answers of prayers. Yes, yes, I want those things to happen. But I also want you to grow in your faith that even if it doesn't happen, even if it doesn't happen, my faith is not found in faith. My faith is not found in a healing. My faith is found in God. Because when my faith is in God, my faith will never fail. God will never fail you. And the three Hebrew boys said, listen, even if he doesn't deliver me, even if he doesn't deliver me, my faith is not found in my answer to my request. My faith is found in God. So I can say, even if he doesn't deliver me, it's okay. Because God will never fail me. My faith is in God. My faith is in God. My faith is not found in a miracle. My faith is not found in healing. I want those things to happen. I pray those things happen. But my faith is found in God. Have faith in God. That is why Jesus said, believe me, believe me, that the works that I do that you can do, Jesus didn't say believe in the works. Jesus said believe in me. Have faith in God 
And then you shall say into the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he say, it shall come to pass. Jesus said, believe in me, have faith in God. Because when you put your faith in God, it will never fail. And I see this as a pastor. People pray for things. People believe for things. I mean, people will believe things and pray for things. And, and we teach people to believe for things and pray, believe, pray for big things. But sometimes we've got to acknowledge that God is sovereign. That means that sometimes God will choose to do something that's best for our interest. That God is sovereign. Sometimes it don't happen. Many times it does. I have lots of answers prayers. There are some things I've prayed for that never happened. It was a no. But I look back, I'm thankful that God never answered it. And sometimes we got to submit to God's sovereignty. Sometimes we got to submit to God's plan. And that's what I want you to see, that your faith has to be in God and your faith can be in the answer to a request. Your faith can't be found in a healing. Your faith has to be devoted in God because God will never fail. God never disappoints. God is the pearl of great price. He's the treasure that's in the field. He's the one that can satisfy you. Now listen, listen, believe me. Jesus said, believe me, put your faith in me, believe not. Jesus said, not, don't believe what I can do, but he said, put your faith in me because I will never fail you. You see, I want you to see something. And sometimes I think that, and I want to say this again, because I think it's so true that fear says, what if, but faith says, even if say that with me, fear says, what if, but faith says, even if. And that is the faith of those three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had the type of faith that says, even if he don't deliver me, I'm still not going to bow to that golden image. Even if. Fear says, what if? What if he turns it up seven times? What if we die in the furnace? What if? That's fear. The faith says, even if, it doesn't matter what happens, even if it does happen, I'm still going to serve you. Even if it doesn't come through, I'm still going to worship you. Even if my prayers are not answered, I'm still going to pursue after you because my devotion is to God and my devotion is not in an answer to a request. Somebody should just get up and shout right now because God never fails. God never fails. My devotion is in God and my devotion is not in an answer to a request. Amen. Amen. Now, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about our life. I was thinking about having a life full of faith. And you know, the, 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 the Bible is clear. If you go to the book of Hebrews, I mean, um, if you go to the book of Hebrews and you go to the hall of faith, I love this, the hall of faith in Hebrews. It describes men and women who live their life a life of faith. Remember what Paul said, the just shall live by faith. Do you remember Martin Luther, that great reformer of the church? He wanted to reform the church. He didn't want to break off from the Roman church. He wanted to reform it. And he had an epiphany by the book of Romans when he was reading the book of Romans. And he came across that scripture, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And you read the hall of faith and you'll see how these men did great things, not because of talent, but because they put their faith, not in faith. They didn't put their faith in a miracle. They didn't put their faith in a healing. They put their faith in God. And when you put your faith in God, you can't fail. You cannot fail. The Bible says 
the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, it says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The Bible also says, by faith, Abel offered up a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Verse number five, by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he did not see death. Verse number six, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of the things that shall come to pass, moved with godly fear and prepared an ark and saved eight of his family members. Verse number eight, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out of a place to go to a place that he didn't even know where he was going to. Uh, verse number 10, or verse number 11, by faith, Sarah herself offered, received strength and conceived seed, and she bore a child who she was past age. And it goes on and goes on and goes on about all these people who had tremendous faith. And this is what I want you to see. I don't have time to read all of the, the, the chapter to you, but this particular verse in the hall of faith, these people who were moved by faith. Now, what is faith? Faith is putting your trust in God. That's very simple. Faith is putting your trust in God alone. Fear says what if, but faith says even if. And the reason that you can say even if is because you are rooted in God, not in an answer, not in a healing, not in a provision, not in a financial miracle. That's why some of us give up on church. We give up on God because your faith was in a check. Your faith was in a healing. Your faith was in a deliverance. God is saying, no, 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 you got to change your perspective. Your perspective is either your passport or your prison. You got to put your faith in God because God never fails. Amen. And this is what it says here. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 28, talking about these people who had faith. And the Bible says this whole description of all these people who had faith. I love it. I was reading the Bible I, and I'm going through the Bible now. I'm reading through the Bible. And if you're part of Christ Point Church, I encourage you to continue to read the Bible. It's not a time for you to slack in reading the Bible. Listen, some of us, is most of us are quarantined at home. This is a perfect opportunity for you to catch up on your Bible reading. Let's not slack in your Bible reading. Listen, if you're behind, just start today. D don't try to go up. Don't don't try to go and make up for all the lost Bible reading that you've done because that can be discouraging. But let's just, if you can and you want to, do it. But let's start. Don't let's keep pushing. Remember what I said Sunday. There's two different struggles. There's the struggle of a slave and a struggle of a soldier. A struggle of a slave or a struggle of a soldier. Listen, a struggle of a slave is somebody is struggling in sin and bondage. But the struggle of a servant is someone who's trying to achieve something. And I'm asking you, let's struggle as a, uh, a soldier. Let's struggle as a soldier and let's continue to read through the Bible, all right? There's a difference between the struggle of a slave and a struggle of a soldier. The struggle of a slave is that they struggle in their bondage, but the struggle of a soldier is someone who is trying to achieve something. And if you're struggling as a soldier, struggle in the right direction. Don't ever give up. And these people, listen, these people who were people of faith struggled. Oh, yes, they struggled. But they had the type of faith that says even if. Not what if, even if. I mean, some of these people, some of these people were tortured. Some of these people were thrown to lions. Some of these people died at early. Some of these people faced severe obstacles and hindrances. And the reason that they could face it was because they had an even if faith. Even if I get thrown in the lion's den, my devotion is not going to lack.
because my devotion's in God. My devotion is not in an answer to a request of a prayer. My devotion is in God. Even if, not what if, even if. That's the type of faith I want you to have. The type of faith I want you to grab a hold. An even if faith, not a what if faith. And listen, I'm almost done here. But it, the, the hall of faith, these people who walked in faith, the writer of Hebrews ends it. At the end, he says something so powerful. And when I was reading, it just brought tears to my eyes. He says, these people who walked in faith, he ends the, the chapter by saying, Hebrews 11, verse 38, whom the world was not worthy. The world was not worthy of these people. What people? The people of faith. The world was not worthy of these people. Why would the writer of Hebrews take time to write a description of people who lived by faith? You know why I believe he wrote it? Because these people had uncommon faith. These people had an even if faith. That's uncommon, folks. Lots of people have a what if faith. If my prayer is answered, I'll go to church more. If you heal me, I'll give more to you. If you do this for my family, then I'll do this for you, God. If you answer me, I'll give you all of it, Lord. They have a what-if faith. But uncommon faith is an even-if. Even if it doesn't work out. Even if my prayer is not answered. Even if it doesn't go the way that I think it should go. Even if I'm still going to serve you. Let the king turn it up seven times harder. Because I'm still not going to bow to you. I'm still not going to bow to those golden images. I'm still not going to bow down to the image that you have erected. It doesn't matter if God delivers me or if he doesn't deliver me. Because my faith is not found in an answer to my request. My faith is in God. Even if he doesn't, I'm still going to worship you. The world was not worthy of these people. This, the writer of Hebrews wrote about this type of people. Even if. Christ, do we have that type of faith? Even if I lose my job, I'm not going to lose my devotion to you. Even if things happen that scare me. I'm still not going to lose my devotion to you. My devotion is in God. That's why Jesus said the greatest commandment is that you would love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your might. And even if, kind of faith. Not fear says, what if? Faith says, even if. That's uncommon faith, folks. You see, I'm convinced that you're either a tomb or a temple. Jesus said the Pharisees were like whitewashed sepulchers. They were like a tomb. 
Because a tomb looks good on the outside, but it's full of dead men's bones on the inside. But a temple looks nice on the outside, but what's inside of the temple is greater than what's adorned on the outside. You're either a tomb living in fear, or you are a temple moving in faith, because the temple is a movable structure. A tomb is a permanent structure. You're either operating in fear and living in a tomb because that's what fear does to you. Fear, fear causes you to be fixated. It causes you to be stuck. It causes you to be in a rut. But faith is movable. There's movement to faith. It moves you from glory to glory to glory. A tomb may look good on the outside, but on the inside is full of dead men's bones. A temple looks good on the outside, but what's on the inside of the temple is greater than what's on the outside of the temple. And I want to let you know that what's on the inside of you is greater than whatever the devil throws you. I'm about to get up in this office and shout a while. Amen. What's on the inside of you is greater than what's on the outside. What's happening inside of you? is greater than whatever happened to you. I'm a temple, not a tomb. I'm going to walk in faith, not fear. Because fear will produce death in your life. You will live in a tomb. It produces death. You become stuck. You're in a rut. But faith will move you from place to place, glory to glory, because the temple was a movable structure. Because when you walk in the Spirit, when you're operating in faith, it takes you from one dimension to another dimension. And what was, this is awesome, what was in the center of the temple? It was the Ark of the Covenant. It was God. And that should be the center of your faith, God. But if you're operating in fear, it's going to bring death, dead men's bones. You're either a tomb, you're either a tomb or a temple. You've got to make a decision. Either I'm operating in fear, or I'm operating in faith, but I can't operate in both. Faith is built when feelings fell. Faith is built when feelings fell. Fear says what if, but faith says even if. And I'm asking you, Christ Point, to be a temple. Move in faith that even if it doesn't happen the way that I think it should, my devotion is in God. Amen.